Welcome to another episode of Reptile Fight. I'm your host, Justin G. And with me today is Chuck Knowledge. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. Dr. DDP. <laughs> Get it right. All right. Dr. DDP and Chuck Knowledge coming at That's you live. Right. That's right. That's our, that's, our, <laughs> that's our show handles for this episode. Oh, man. Um, okay. Well, what's new? What's going on? Man, Gecko City around here. I uh, just, <laughs> yeah, but right before I was checking in on stuff, and I, I swear, like, I got home. We got out. So they're doing the uh, Top Gun premiere on on North Island. I work on North Island. A lot of the the movie was filmed on North Island. So they're doing like the grand premiere. So we got out a little bit early because it's going to be bonkers. Uh, and it's, you know, it's uh, traffic's kind of an issue with with North Island anyway. So we got out a little early. Anyway, I came home, checked on everything, you know, uh, fed some stuff and I had nothing hatching. And, and I just went in in the snake room a little bit ago and I have two uh, Viper geckos that hatched out and then two Williams eye that hatched out. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So, yep. Like, man, they're just, they're just uh, little machines, man. Little egg laying machines. So nice. Yeah. I think I, I just found another four crested gecko eggs. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with all these crested geckos, but yeah, um, they, yeah, they start showing up, don't they? Yeah, they're, they're coming fast and furiously, but yeah, um, I, I need to get an incubator. I'm just re- incubating everything at room temperature in my office and my office isn't the warmest place. And so they take a lot longer to hatch out, but I'm yeah. thinking maybe grabbing one of those cheap ones from Amazon. I, I was thinking about that, but I'm like, ah, I don't want to buy that. It's probably a piece of crap. But then I saw somebody post on Facebook like, oh, I got this thing off Amazon and it works fantastically. It holds the nice. temperature great and it's got a fan and all this stuff. So I'm like, oh, well, maybe it would work. So I think I need to do that. Yeah. Gecko problems. Gecko problems. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um, weird. I, it's like, it's, it's, it's one of those things where like, now that I have several different types of geckos, like mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm hatching stuff all the time now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, it's yeah. such a different feel. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of the drug, uh, all, all year round a little bit. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, you, there's a, there's a little break, but you know, like I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, I feel like are you using mind. an inc- an incubator to hatch these out or no? Well, just so yeah, just room temp. I mean the 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 room stays pretty much eighty, and okay. I'm kind of in the season now where everything's a little bit warmer, so I've kicked the room temp up a little bit, so my air conditioning doesn't come on until the room gets a little bit warmer. So kind of keeping it, you know uh 82 ish 83 ish and then you know it cools off a little bit but i mean that's fine for all that stuff really so yeah i mean it it does does great um yeah i i don't know i gotta i gotta figure out i gotta figure out caging so i need to so i guess this is a shout to anybody out there uh i'm looking for plastic caging manufacturers that don't take uh, 300 years to make cages. Uh, so if you know anybody, I probably am going to need some small tweaks looking for like four footer plastic cages, um, for Tracy, a, um, probably some small tweaks, maybe stuff that can be done and then added to the cage. But, um, if, if anybody knows anybody or, or can give me uh, an assist, I'm, 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 I'm on my knees begging, please so help me out. Why not make your own? I, you know, man, yeah, I mean, I'm just so like, I, I am busy enough with other stuff that, um, I would rather pay a professional to, uh, to, to help me out and, uh, rather than, than spend my time doing it. And I'm so, you know, like, I, I mean, it's fine. I could do it. And, and, uh, I just, but I'm so critical of my own stuff and, and, you know, as you get old, you only have so much time left. So your time is truly money. So, yeah. um, I just you like know. having the freedom to kind of design them how I, no, how no, I like. no, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, I, I certainly, um, you know, I certainly want, some nesting boxes and some certain things in there. So I need, you know, I need somebody who will kind of work with me a little bit. And, um, you know, there might be, yeah. might be some advantage to working with me a little bit on it. If for them, uh, I don't Do you have local, 
local cage manufacturer? I, I, I mean, I, I have, you know, I, I, I'm a schlub, dude. I don't know. I, probably there's probably somebody like manufacturing like cages. Like, yeah, like I, I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, I, you know. I, I wonder if the guys at like Triple L would know if there's somebody in the area that does. Yeah, I mean, they have stuff. they have like a glass manufacturer who does like custom terrariums for them. I mm-hmm. did like a I did like a like a ten. It's like ten section. It's like fifty one inches long and it's like nine inches deep and and they're all like front pole. And I'm gonna set up all my Williams eye babies and all oh, the Viper cool. geckos in in mm-hmm. that. And that like you know I just did a custom thing with them for that. Um, but, but I want to do plastic cages for the Tracy a, and I just think that's a good way to go. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I, I really liked all my, uh, animal plastics cages. It's just such Mm a, you know, it's, it's like, you just hear this thing from them. They're like, Oh yeah, we're tooling up, man. We're getting, we're all this new stuff. And it's still like fucking eight months to get a fucking set of cages from them. It's like, what is happening with your, you know, I don't know. But so I don't know. I, I just, I need to, I, my, I, I like my, um, my juveniles are probably at that stage where I want to start thinking about the next caging. Um, they're good for a little bit, but it gives me time to kind of set up and, and, uh, that'll be, you know, that I'll start kind of hitting those, uh, those juveniles off with some more food a little bit and start to really kind of get them, you know, ready, uh, and get the first generation of captive bred Tracy ready to breed. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. that's what I'm thinking about. How about you? Yeah, just, uh, I'm busy with work. I'm trying to get a proposal in and it's, it's a, you know, it's a hassle, but you know, it's necessary. And something who are you like proposing that. to <laughs> the NIH? Oh <laughs> man. Some of my research. Well, it was actually, they, they put out a, you know, a, a request for proposals. And so, yeah. um, it's, it's a big what one. You, like it's pretty, what is it like a is three it? year contract to, to nice. screen, screen drugs. So, you know, it'd be good, but it's a, they're they're asking a lot of stuff and and it just yeah. doesn't fit well with the way we do things. Or, so is it we, is we it hoping, yeah is it um, tropical disease stuff or is it like in your yeah. wheelhouse or is it oh is yeah it, yeah no it's it's stuff we already do and and we actually already have a contract that's similar to that so it's like I'm not sure where they're going to come up with um, a bunch more compounds because we already have a contract that, that has the same viruses and so. I think they're restructuring things at the NIH or something. So are they, are they they're the, So when they contract you, they, they give you compounds they want you to test or they yeah. just, okay, mm-hmm. I see. I see. Yeah. I from, from different companies. So we gotcha. do the testing, they supply the compounds. And, yeah, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so, so the NIH kind of works as an intermediary between the drug manufacturers and the research, you know, or, or, you know, they yeah, kind of, it's kind of a cool program because they, they, you know, fund research for stuff that's less, um, monetarily driven, I guess you mm-hmm. could say yeah, like yeah. neglected tropical diseases. Nobody's yeah. going to develop a drug for yellow fever, chicken, yeah. virus, even though it infects, you know, many, many people. And it's, you know, with yellow fever, it's quite lethal. You know, it, you're just not going to get a drug manufacturer to, to make oh, a drug. Wait till it's that. a, Wait till yeah. it's a Western problem, and oh, and, wait till and, it like leaks into China or something. Yeah, and we have it, like a global catastrophe. I mean, that's that's what I'm scared. Of. There was yeah. a there was an outbreak in Africa, and and some Chinese workers were there with uh, false papers saying they were mm-hmm. vaccinated when they weren't really vaccinated. Then they got infected, and what did they do? Oh, they went home, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. like uh, it, it was like. A very what was this? Chi- was that chicken gun? Yeah, no, that was yellow fever. Yellow yeah. fever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Where it hadn't really been seen for probably the better part of a you know a century yeah. in Angola, and then I, it emerged. I saw a thing not that long ago about yeah. an Ebola outbreak that that. Oh yeah, it, it pops. I mean, up I'm sure it pops up. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not like it did. You know, yeah. Twenty. What was that? Twenty. 13, 14, something like that. In yeah. 2017. That, Not one that was, recent, was it? That, that was one a was, big one. That yeah. was real. That was a whole bunch of bring out your dead. Oh yeah. It was huge. Oh, yeah. And, 
and they were, oh, and it was sick. like, it was like kind of the, imagine the, the SARS two pandemic, but with a virus that has like 50% lethality, yeah, you know, exactly. 40% lethality, then yeah. instead of three or 2% lethality, you know, it's, and, well, I mean, and they it, were thinking that the Westerners brought it and they, there was all this misinformation going around. Like, so they weren't talking to Western doctors. They were afraid that they were giving them the Ebola the, or whatever. The Ebola, it's yeah. like, no, we're here to help. <laughs> we're trying to yeah. help you clean this up and get rid of it. And, and, they were like, no, nah, I don't want to listen to you. I don't trust you. You know, that kind of thing. That level well, and of it, it's fair, and I mean, it's, it's a fairly, you know, with some very basic handling protocols, you're, you're fairly safe. I mean, it's not, yeah, you know, yeah. Don't handle the dead bodies, but yeah. you know, that's, that's part of the culture over there. Yeah, is you, yeah, hand, exactly. you know, you wash and prepare the body for the, for the burial and stuff like yeah. that. And so that's how a lot of these families just get decimated because they all, you know, oh, my, you know, grandmother died or something and I'm going to help prepare it. Yeah. Anyway, I guess that's not necessarily reptile related. We can get back. No, no. I'm, I'm just waiting on stuff to hatch, like, and, and more eggs to be laid. I've got a few gravid females that I see out there waiting to lay, hopefully a couple pygmy Python clutches, uh, uh, Western, uh, Stimson's Python, uh, another Eastern Stimson's Python. Cool. Hopefully a, maybe two more, um, inlands, uh, I know one looks pretty gravid. The other one looks it, but she might just be faking me out. What's the other? What's the what's the one you're pretty sure about? Is that a? a They're both from the AR line. AR line, nice. Yeah. So I'm excited to hatch out. I know I I might have way too many. It's like you know you think. Well, last year I paired all three of them, but I also moved. So and, and none of them went. So now I'm like I pair three and. Well, I, I was listening to, to Carpets and Coffee, and it sounds like you have some interest. So, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it yeah. sounds like <laughs> Eric wants them, and right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Lucas just wants; he's after blackheads. But I, I want to. He looks like he's got a female that's gonna lay yeah. here soon, and yeah. if he can hatch some out, and I can hatch some out, which for me is a kind of a big if because I haven't been successful yet. But uh. I'm hoping uh, these are gonna go the distance. They, they still look okay. I mean, there's a there's some uh, fuzz growing on a couple of them, but they're they're still kicking. So, okay, uh, fingers crossed. I get some yep. blackheads this time around, but um, you know we'd like to do a bloodline swap and get. Some Are you thirty days in yet with those? Not yet. Um, you getting close. Okay. I, I can't remember what you got to be like three, three I, weeks. Oh, it was, at least three weeks. It was like the twenty fourth or twenty fifth when they were laid. Okay. So I'm going on better. Yeah. More than three, 30 days now. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The, the Woma eggs are starting to sink in. I've only got two left, but they're starting to sink a little. So hopefully they'll be hatching out soon. Hopefully I get a couple Womas out of the two good eggs out of that clutch. Right. So I'm not sure what happened there. And then my other female decided she was just tricking me. And so it's like, yeah. nah, Either that or she'll lay slugs because she looks very thin and mm. not thick enough to have good eggs. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you yeah. kind of see that look. But she's acting gravid. But then, you know, I did have an Eastern Stimpsons that gave me some slugs or, some, you know, just a string of slugs. So it's mm. unfortunate. But yeah, she she went the last two years. So I, I, I wasn't even really trying to get anything out of her. So I was a little disappointed that she laid slugs. But yeah. Um, or anything, I was hoping she would just take the year off. Just, just quit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got take a, a break. Children's python that looks promising. Um, I used a really young male, so who, who knows how fertile they'll be? But um, I guess he's not that young. He's just a little on the small side. But he looks like he got the job done. <laughs> and then, yeah, some blue tongues, maybe. Uh, nice. Yeah, more more geckos, more uh, wheeler eye. Dang, yeah. look at you. And hopefully more, those more. are you. Whoa! <laughs> Getting in on it early here. Let's, um, the other, the only other thing I got going on reptile is I'm making uh, new enclosures uh, for my gurney. So I've got, I, I made some fake rock and stuff like that. It looks looks pretty cool. I'm trying to paint it like a, a photo of, of from the uh, Hosmeri habitat. Nice. So uh, out in Queensland, like the rocks are really kind of 
different looking. So I, I attempted to paint like that, but it just turned into like a, a bad looking <laughs> camouflage or something. Like it looks really stupid. So I'm like, ah, crap. And then I realized I needed to, um, put more tile grout over the, you know, to put it on the wall of the cage. And I yeah. used some like, uh, expandable foam to stick it to the wall and then fill in the gaps. And then I had to go over the edges with the tile grout. So I kind of covered up the paint job anyway. So that's probably a go. good thing and I'll have another chance, but then I've got a couple extra ones in there that will kind of stack and give them rock cracks and stuff. It should look cool. So yeah, I'm excited. I love, nice. I love doing that kind of stuff, but yeah. it's just, time consuming you know you got to apply the stuff let it dry go out the next day apply more let it dry <laughs> paint it you know adhere it to the cage all that kind of stuff i know i i having having ron on last last episode was like made me just got my wheels spinning outside and like doing a doing cage outside with a rock wall or just like you know all that like it's just so cool man oh yeah so, yeah for sure that's uh, I'm thinking the same thing. I want to get one put together in, in the back of my yard that I can put like Australian water dragons or something. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be, be cool. cool. Oh my gosh. Need to make dog. that happen. You hear this dog over here? <laughs> uh, she's just like, she's, she's like, quit jabbering and get on. Yeah, the dude. It's like, it's time to fight. Let's fight. Let's fight. Let's fight. Let's fight. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, have you heard any? I, I listened yep. to, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I listened to uh, the Venom Exchange radio podcast. Um, that was that was a good one. I, I really enjoyed that. I, I'm trying to think of the guest. He's uh, from Virginia. I, I'm so bad with names. I I don't know, but uh, I can look it up real quick so I don't get this wrong. But Matt Matt McDowell, and he's like a Boyga specialist and um, does some other cool stuff. He so does he, Boygas. He uh, yeah. What kind of boigas? So, like cheese boigas or what? <laughs> oh boy. But oh. um ching. Um, so, so yeah, check, check that out. I, I lo- you know, listening to Phil and, and uh, Nipper niche talk uh, is really enjoyable. So Mate. Venom Exchange Mate. Radio Podcast. Mate. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and I, I they had a couple episodes like i was i guess i hadn't been listening to podcasts recently but yeah, so it was yeah where have you been yeah. and then there was a crossover one that was a fun one i guess we talked about that maybe last we did week. i tuned yeah. in for that one lizard brain radio my internship um, <laughs> yeah i mean eric was pretty clear but schmitty schmitty was knocking you down a peg Right, he wants to oh, be a funny Schmitty. guy. He's got jokes. That's all right. We all got jokes. We can joke. No, no hurt feelings in Fight Club. Uh, I was, I was listening to, I was catching up on the Herpetological Highlights podcast too. That's a great one. I really enjoy those Brits and their thoughts on scientific papers and such. So check that out if you haven't. They got the that. papers. Get the papers. Yeah. They're, uh, they do a good job, but yeah, I was listening yeah. to, they, they did talk about the Antaresia and talking about a new, new Python alert episode 106. I'm like, wow, wow. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Not your, I was, I was hoping they'd not kinda, your favorite. Yeah. So maybe we bring them on and fight them on it or something. Like Dude, let's do it. Let's do <laughs> yeah, it. That'd be cool. That'd be fun to have those guys on. Good stuff. I'll just push um, you. I'll just be behind you pushing you like, get them, get them, Justin, get them, get them. <laughs> Another, you, another uh, you authored a book. You authored the book. Tell oh, them. <laughs> they're, they're real. They're real herpetologists, folks. No, I they, know they that. Know, yeah, they know their which stuff. Which is which is why the so why yeah, the, be good. Why the idiot co-host is going to stand yeah. behind Doctor DDP and let him swing for the fences. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> you hear anything else? Good. Any, any other podcasts of note lately? Um, no, you know, I, unfortunately my wheelhouse stays pretty small. I, yeah. I stay within the network and, and, and oh, yeah. well, you know, the, lizard brain, lizard brain and, and venom yeah. exchange. And, you know, um, I need to, so I need not to listen to out. the new, uh, the new one, uh, the new NPR with, uh, Oh yeah. Who is it? Um, why am I so dense sometimes? He's a, he's a buddy of mine. I would consider 
not anymore, I guess. But yeah, I was going to say. He's like, I'm not going to be your friend. Gary Schiavino. Oh, Is yes, Mr. Schiavino. Yes. Yeah. So he's he's a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really enjoy his stuff. So he's one of the old school guys, you know. Yeah. He's been around for a long time. Knows, knows some good stuff. So I, I'm excited to listen to that one. I haven't listened to that yet. I have not, I have not either. So yeah. that, that's one I need to give a listen to. Yeah. Well, lots of good stuff out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's fight. Okay. Um, we're talking about ahead. tech, tech today. Tech. High tech that's, versus low tech. That's why I'm Chuck Nology. Yep. 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 So let's see what Chuck Nology has, to, has for us today. So mm-hmm. we'll do the, the old coin toss. Toss oh, the old Jesus. coin around. You're ready. You watching? You seeing how high it goes? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me think about. Oh wait, whoa, wait. Oh, okay. So that's tails. It's heads. Whoa! Is it? I am on a uh-huh. roll. So, man, that's two so, weeks in a row. So, so that Woo. was that was. What did I call that? I called that one heads, or I called that you one called tails. tails. Yeah. And that was a heads. So I had this idea that maybe you like flip the coin over and I was still dead on with my whole theory about the (laughs) the height of the arc. But because you switched it from the jump, you have changed the whole you have changed the pattern. So I'm like, now I'm like, no clue what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so it's like you you tell yourself anything you want to tell yourself. All right. I all mean, right. as you can see, I live in my own world, so I think I'm in your head now. You know. Oh gotcha. no! You're, you're just gonna. Be well, like it's an empty. It's, it <laughs> it's an empty. It's an empty open space. Have fun in there. It's uh, cool if man. you like to yodel or you hear a lot of like reverb, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, I think I'm gonna go for low tech. Low tech, low, low tech kind of guy. <laughs> I don't Doctor Low Tech. So, why don't I you like Why that. don't you lead us out on the high tech, all the wonders of high tech herb keeping? <laughs> <laughs> Say no more, my friend. All right. Yeah. So I mean, what what is the point of technology if not to make our lives better? I can think of no less than hundreds of technologies that have improved our lives and made things better and, 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 and simplified and our lives and, and, and enriched them, uh, increased our, uh, you know, increased our quality of life, our, our, our travel times, our, our reach into the stars and beyond, uh, the, 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 the benefits of technology are endless. And I certainly think that the benefits of, of technology in your reptile room uh, hold kind of the same, um, you know, the same benefits. Uh, I think they, they, they make the animals lives better. They make your life more convenient. Um, And, and, you know, I mean, like we, we talked with Ron, Oh, please Ruby, calm down. I am on a roll. So we, t- we just got done talking with Ron about keeping outside. And, you know, what, what we were talking about is how hard sometimes it is to control the outside environment. And that's what the benefit of, of coming indoors is, is, is you, you, you know, you're able to have control of that environment. And through technology, you know, that, 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 that leap in technology has only allowed for more control uh, and better control. Uh, and, and, and so you're able to really pinpoint, monitor, do all kinds of stuff that, that we weren't able to do maybe, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, uh, when, you know, we were all using rotary phones and, and, uh, Justin probably had a Blackberry or, or maybe he still was in the pager stage. I, I don't know. Yeah, Did yeah. you? Okay. I don't know. I don't know what, with the good doctor. I never had a pager either. I was kind of yeah. low tech back then too. Yeah. <laughs> I was all, the only people I knew who had pagers were drug dealers. You just so. yelled really loud. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> I yeah. Just, I would just yell really loud. Yeah. Let's see. So, so, you know, that's probably where I would start. That's kind of my, um, that's kind of my abstract for this argument. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess low tech, to, to me means, you know, you, you've got more simple things, maybe 
I, I guess I just see there's there's a a lot of opportunities if you're relying on technology for technology to fail you, you know, and sometimes it's hard to know if technology is failing you. So you have to get more technology to monitor the technology. <laughs> for example, I, um, Alan Stevens, he just had a really close uh, call oh, I, with I a fire, that. you know, so that's kind of scary. But, I but mean, what, what was the technology it, he was yeah. using, though? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, was it a, that's true. Was I it don't a, know for sure. You know, but it was something and, that was and causing smoke. To and te- out, and technology is all about application, right? Yeah, yeah. No so technology regardless is bad. Of, of how that happened, I mean, technology did alert him to the fact that there was smoke pouring out of a cage, you know. So yeah. obviously there's some benefits to that. But, you know, it, it's like you, you have to – buy this to monitor that. And then you have to buy a subscription so you can record it or, you know, see movement or something, you know, so like there's just, it just kind of never ends. And sometimes it's like, you know, I, I, I did kind of go down a little more technical route and got some, uh, what are they called? The, the thermostats that are the, I think I got some from the herpostats. Yeah. Herpostats. And, uh, all of a sudden they started disease. Yeah, they started flashing weird numbers, and they kind of glitched out and went went south on me. These are and new herpostats, and like if I'm not monitoring them or paying attention to them, yeah, they were fairly new. Like, um, I, I can't remember. Maybe they were older ones, but like I, I've always had really good luck with spider robotics. Stuff. Yeah, and like, so I've had really two crap big. out on me over the last you know ten years or whatever, and and I guess you know when you when you kind of set it and forget it, you, you mm-hmm. just kind of rely on your and maybe you check it a couple times a year to to change you know your night drop or or increase or decrease the temperature depending on the time of year. So like by the time I'm looking at it again, like I'm like, what is going on? And who knows how long it's been malfunctioning and not working properly. And so then it's like, well, you know, that's that's kind of you've got to monitor the technology to make sure everything's working right. So that can be a little bit of a, a hassle. Whereas I, you know, I've switched a lot of cages just back to kind of the old school way of putting a light bulb in it, you know, to heat them. And, and if the light bulb's on, it's working. If it's not, then you replace it. You know, it's pretty straightforward. You don't have to worry about uh, a light bulb starting a fire for the most part. And, uh, and you, you know, at a glance if it's working or not. So I, you know, I think there's, there's definitely some, um, some benefits to that. You can switch the wattages if you want a lower or higher temperature, but you know, again, that might be a little, little bit of a hassle but at least it's you know you know it's working and you know how how well it's working and you don't have to monitor it quite so closely i guess mm-hmm. so that's kind of how i started well but i mean i think okay so a couple things you know technology's an evolution right so so you know sure. as technology gets better and you see this with cars i think you know when, when when you start to look at the features that come in cars i mean look at what comes in cars now versus what came in cars 10 years ago oh, and, right into my spider web no. <laughs> and <Keep> so <laughs> no so you know the the te- <laughs> <laughs> Ruby knows what's up. Are you done? Are you done? Are you done? Stop. Stop. Ridiculous. Hey, come here. Lay down. That's enough. No one wants to hear your mouth. Dogs. So, so you know, as technology gets better, and you, you know, I mean, obviously, man, I might have to just pause here if she doesn't stop. But uh, it, it, come here. Come here. Leave it. I don't know what's going on, but you just need to calm down. I had a point to make, and you're messing me all up. So, cars. See, yeah, cars. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm like not. I'm, I'm all messed up now. Um, you know that. So the technology just gets you know better and better, and and rolled in more and more. And and you know with anything, I mean, you you want to say you want to say that simpler is better. But a- analog lacks precision. So those analog timers versus a digital timer, you know, you, you have to always go back and reset it because it doesn't keep a perfect minute like a digital timer keeps a perfect minute, you know. And and so you you are trading accuracy for potentially for for reliability sometimes. But but again, you know, 
all, all of this is engineering. So um, there's, there's, there's just levels of engineering that go into things. And, um, you know, maybe the cars that we get sold, um, you know, the level of engineering is only so good. So it's only so reliable. And you can kind of look at technology based on the warranty that they give. And that warranty is a calculation from engineers about how long 100% of the time that product is going to last before it fails. And nobody's ever going to warranty, no company's ever going to warranty anything longer than they can reliably, uh, you know, calculate what that, what that uh, time is. Right. And so, you know, this is kind of a tirade, but, but it all goes to, you know, very commercial things. They have longer warranties. Why? Because the engineering and the cost that has gone into building those is much better. So if you buy cheap, cheap new technology, you get cheap new technology, right? And, mm-hmm. and, it, and, and it comes with those pitfalls. If you buy expensive technology, there's been more engineering, more reliabilities. You know, I work in the aerospace field. So there's a whole bunch of engineering that goes into all of that stuff. And those parts are very, very safe, very, very safe. And they're redundant. So, you know, when you're building um, when you're building a room and you want to use technology, it, it brings you great convenience, but you also have to, you know, you have to be able to, you know, know what, um, you, you know, what Ohm's law is and know how to derivate Ohm's law when you're putting together electronics and you, you're, you're plugging it into a single outlet, because at some level, technology is not going to tell you when you're overloading a circuit, you just have yeah. to calculate how much resistance or, or how much exactly. wattage you're, yeah. you're putting in there. So, so, mm-hmm. so there's no, there's no, tr- there's never a trade for, um, you know, being being smart on your own. Technology is not there to save you from all of your dumbest mistakes, but it mm-hmm. certainly is there for convenience, right? And and we certainly can have the convenience, and and you know, you can put cameras in your room, and you can you know put sensors and temp sensors and all of that to your phone. And you know, I've had kind of horrible luck a little bit with um, some of the apps that some of these companies put out. Um, where the product may be great, but the app sucks and you can't get access to the app and it just doesn't work very well. So, you know, all of technology is in development and implementation. Um, and, and so, you know, I think done well, uh, it, it provides a real convenience done. Not so well, you know, it, there's definitely can be potential pitfalls there. I, I, I yield to you. Good doctor. (laughs) All right. Well, um, I yeah you know, I I do uh, appreciate the the car analogy and I I think maybe that kind of fits with the way I feel about uh, some of the technology in, in reptile keeping as well because you used to be able to get into a car there was space you could take out one part put in its replacement fairly easily um, you didn't need you know some computer or whatever you know it wasn't all sort it was pretty pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Anybody could do it, you know. Now everything's getting so far uh, technology-wise that you can't do a lot of that stuff yourself. You have to rely on somebody else to do it for you. And I guess, you know, you kind of hit on one of my main things about uh, technology is that if, if you don't understand why you're doing something, you probably shouldn't be doing it. You know, if you don't understand why you're using the technology you have, and, and it's probably not going to work that well for you or you're not going to understand it. And, and you're not going to know when it's good, beneficial or damaging to your reptile either. And so I think potentially, um, potentially, I mean, I, maybe I'd use a, a UV light, you know, um, maybe when they first start manufacturing them, they're using the latest, greatest technology. And then over time to kind of cut corners and they have a good reputation or they sold the company and somebody else took over, they start downgrading things. And and you may not realize until, you know, there's damage to your animal or you think, oh, maybe I'll check the, check the UV reading or something. But at the the same time, like your, your option is put them out in the sun, which, you mm-hmm. could damage them out in the sun if you don't keep them sure. outside, right? So even the low tech of UV potentially can can have some pitfalls, right? Well, I guess I look at people like uh, um, Michael, uh, 
Mike's monitors, Mike, uh, what's his last name? Gosh, Stefani. Yes. Um, yeah. Thank Mike, you. Cause I was like, da, 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 da. Know, my, my brain doesn't work well with names for some reason, but Mike, uh, you know, he, he doesn't use any UV or anything like that. He keeps them, you know, with heat and, and bulbs and, you know, and, and that works great. I mean, he's having fantastic success, but he's kind of that with same monitors. way where he's with like, monitors. sure, sure. But I mean, if, if there's any kind of, if, if there's any solar loving lizards, it's monitors, you know what I mean? They're, they're sure. out full force during the day. So, um, and, and I think uh, several people have kind of shown that, you know, they, they can do great without it and, and may, and we may not understand all there is to understand. You know, we see, we, I think sometimes a lot of times we have an over-reliance maybe on, on technology or we say, okay, well, I gave them, I gave them UV light. So now they should be good. You know, I don't have to worry about that or something. And, and maybe they're leaving it on too long or they're leaving it on too short or they don't, they don't have the right wavelength or the bulb that they have isn't sufficient strength. And so they're basically just wasting their money, even though they think, oh, I've got the latest technology. I've got the latest UV light. So I'm good. I'm doing mm-hmm. it right, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think you need to kind of have that low tech phase. I, I don't know if you want to call it that, where you kind of understand what you're providing your animal and how you're doing it and what they need and what is important to their, you know, and then maybe build from there, maybe use technology to, to enhance that. But I don't think we should rely on it. And that should be the end all be all of, of keeping. I don't, I really don't think there's like a plug and play box for most reptiles, you know, where you can say, just get this, put this here, plug this in here and you're good to go. Because there's so many nuances about where you live or how hot your room is that you're setting them up in and all these things that that stuff just varies. And so if you're relying on somebody to tell you, this is the, this is the recipe. Yeah, that's great. That might be. Yeah, the but, but, but don't you, them, but don't but, you, but don't you think that, don't you think that, um, if, if, if me and you, you live in Utah, I live in Southern California, we can agree that X species should be kept this way, that it's hard for you and me to keep it exactly that way because we live in different climates, right? Yeah. So it experiences different things, but, Mm -hmm. but is it easier for us to use a technology which has a level of control that a basic way, you know, a, a more simpler basic technology can achieve. And so but, but my, the, my the point, point I mean, you need to understand what you're controlling. That's, that's the point. Well, sure. You I mean, you, you can't anything you want, but you sure. Know, you can use high tech, low tech, but you have well, to understand and, and, what and you're you know, I, so, so, and I don't remember where I heard where, where this came from or whatever, but there's mm-hmm. this idea of, of technology and a technology trap. Right. And yeah. so, you, you know, and the, and the, it, the idea of technology being um, something that 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 was invented by humans, which made an actual great stride um, and helped humanity. But the technology trap would be something that um, actually leads humanity into a false sense of security. And actually is more dangerous. And I'm trying to think of a, the example of a good, a good example of a technology trap um, mm-hmm. versus technology. Um, and I'll, maybe I'll come back well, to I it. Think, but- I think maybe that, that UV light thing fits where if you don't get the right UV light, if you buy the cheap one off Amazon, you might be damaging your reptile's eyes more than you're helping it by providing you know UVA or UVB wavelengths or whatever. Sure. So, you know, if you're, if you're just saying, oh, UV light, you know, or, or right. well, oh, I, this guy has a guarantee or this guy has. But, I, but, I, feel, but I also feel like even if you went with the low tech approach, you could potentially mess that up, too. OK, I'm not offering a UV light. I'm offering a bulb that I bought off. It's a metal halide. I don't know what metal halide is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's a cheap bulb. It works. And if you don't understand even the low, you know, metal halides are been around for a long time. They're, sure. you know, back from the, from, from the plant, you know, from the horticulture days of, of stuff. And they, and they have some application and, you know, a lot of people will, will 
hum and haw about how dangerous they are with reptiles and things like that. And, and I don't know, I use them for my monitors and, and, uh, I, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. They're dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Mine love them, but, um, <laughs> you know, but they're also not always out under them basking and mm-hmm. I don't leave them on all the time. So it's like, I, I think you have to understand at some level, the technology and, and you, and, and I'll give you that, uh, when you get into a very high degree of technology, it is hard for the average person. Most, most people are not electrical engineers. They're not able to take this stuff apart and be Mm -hmm. like, ah, it's clearly this diode that is burnt out and I will take it out and solder a new one in. Um, you know, that that's not, but that's also, that's also not how technology is made. And, and some yeah. of that goes to how we've built um, our consumerist society, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where this stuff is meant to be thrown away and it only lasts so long because mm-hmm. for God's sakes, we need you to buy a new one because yeah. how's the company going to last if, if we make stuff that, that lasts a lifetime, right? Yeah. Like we got, yeah. we got to get our return customers. This is like drug sales. We get you on the repeat. The first one yeah. is free kind of thing, you know? So yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think it's it, technology is muddled in with, you know, kind of different, different, um, you know, facets of, of, of how business works and how, but, 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 I, and, and again, mm-hmm. like it goes to this idea of is technology not a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it a good thing? Like, and, no, and, yeah, I mean, I, I do enjoy the the rides and the vehicles of today versus the yeah, you know, the, for sure, the vehicles of the eighties or whatever. You know. and, so, and yeah, you, there's you, definitely some benefits to it. You look at you look at the advantages of ABS braking and mm. or you know brakes before ABS. You know, just power brakes. Yeah. Like, there clearly that was a leap in technology which provided safety uh, mm-hmm. that was unachievable prior to that and and performance that was unachievable prior to that. And I think we've seen some of those things technology wise in, I think proportional thermostats are a huge leap in technology for reptile keepers. Now, are they perfect? No, no technology is perfect. Um, And, and you have to kind of interface with what technology you're buying and, you know, it's it's one of those things where, and if you talk to the pro products guy, he'll tell you why his panels are better than other people's panels. He does a yeah. great job of sales around. Hey, I have done this, and I procured these heating elements, vices these heating elements because these are m- much more reliable. And I have pro products panels that I bought. I don't even know before two thousands and they're Mm -hmm. still going strong in my room. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, but that's not to say that, you know, one day they're going to crap out and, and there'll be, you know, um, and and so, you know, uh, I don't, you know, I don't think technology is a perfect thing, but I do Mm -hmm. think it provides a level of improvement and, and and application is everything, right? Application. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's, something, an idea that I, I had heard people talk about, and I think some people made them, but there, there, there's some room for, you know, improved technologies that would, would really prevent catastrophic things. Like I, uh, like a kill switch, you know, if you have something in there that's, that's monitoring temperature or smoke or something. And as soon as it detects it, it cuts off, you know, power to everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that would be a nice thing. It would, prevent maybe a, a catastrophic fire or, but you know, if that went off in the middle of winter, you'd have to have something let you know that it, that it tripped. So you mm-hmm. can know that mm-hmm. all your heating elements are turned off and that there's a problem and then identifying where the problem is, you know, that could be tricky too. So, well, yeah. and, and but, you know, it, you it know, is, there's, there's lots of cool things that can be done with technology. I, it, I just it, think, it is really interesting. So I, 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 you know, Ed Bradley, the, the, yeah. the, the longtime chondro breeder, I, I would have been to his place a couple times and, and, and saw how he does stuff. And his, his, his trade, his professional trade was he was a, a commercial electrician. So he's, 
very very adept at electricity and yeah. uh and, and things like that and and it's really his his room is really interesting because he uses helix you know helix proportional thermostats but his backup is a very analog type uh on off where you know when when this this system goes above a certain temperature all the power cuts off and so you know if his if his proportional thermostats fail and the room starts to heat up then and, and then the you know those those more analog more basic type of uh, uh of heaters uh of of uh thermostats uh kick on and it just disconnects the power and and you know i, I you know, Ed, Ed's Ed's real deal. So it's it, you know, here's an example of a guy using a, 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 a you know a much more progressive form of technology with, with a much more basic form of technology. Yeah. And, and I think you know, um, there's something to be said for and man, understanding the technology that governs you. I think mm-hmm. that's a big issue. I think that's a big issue with. Uh, us as a society is we, technology is getting to the point where we don't understand the technology that's governing us anymore. And it's, it, it, it's, it's progressed to such a point where, you know, I think the average person can almost be molested by technology and be blissfully unaware of the downsides of, of things that they're doing with technology. So, um, you know, that's kind of off, off here and there. But I mean, I think, you know, trying to pull that back to reptiles, you know, there's, there's certainly, certainly our technology is not that good yet that, yeah. that we can yeah. be uh, molested by it. But um, so, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I went, we have a, a, a farm, you know, a research farm associated mm-hmm. with the university. And we went out and did a tour of that a, a while back. And it's like, this um, is like agricultural research. Yeah, or? cows, ca- gotcha. so cattle farm. So uh, a milking barn, right? So the yeah. the cows go in the barn and they and they're enticed into the milking chute with like a treat, and then the computer scans their ear tag number and then decide. You know, they it can calculate when was the last time it was milked. It can weigh it and it can know how much milk it should milk from it. You know, and then all of a sudden this little robotic arm. You know the 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 walls come in and gate the cow in and then the robotic arm comes with the, the milkers and attaches and, and milks the cow and then it rewards it with a treat or whatever. And then it, you know, kicks it out. So if, if the cow just wants to go in and get a treat, the, the computer recognizes the ear tag number and says, no, you've already been through here and it doesn't give it another one. Yeah. So they learn not to come back or whatever. And then mm-hmm. there's like these automated uh, back scratchers for the cows. So it's like a nice little thing. So they go under them and it just starts rolling and scratches their back or whatever. There's a robot that moves the hay in because they used to have to pay somebody to walk, you know, and just push the hay back. Cause as the cows eat, they push it out further away from them. And stuff. Yeah. So, you know, just, cool technological improvements to make life on a farm, you know, and we're yeah. definitely nowhere, nowhere near that, you know? We, yeah. Yeah, we, for sure. Yeah. So that's, that's, and, uh, and, 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 and it has to do with the amount of, of money that's at stake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When, or, yeah. or, or, or the scale of the business you're talking about. I remember exactly. uh, Ben was talking about how uh, like raising chickens or something like that, how they literally have the growth curves uh, and they, they can scan the chicken and they weigh it and they, mm-hmm. they know how old each one is. And, and that, yeah. that, that has to do with how much they feed it to, to like keep it on its perfect trajectory. I mean, they absolutely have the science down, yeah. you know, to, well, to, and- to the we teams. could do the same. We were talking about that when um, we were thinking about, you know, starting a rodent business and having yeah. like that kind of technology in feeder rodents and get, yeah. you know, rodents that need less food to build more mass and things like that, you know, healthier rodents or rodents that survive better with low water or something, you know, that kind of thing where they consume yep. less, but they produce as much. Produce and, more, and, you yeah. know, we've been doing that for millions of years domesticating animals and and you know using them for food and we're good at that that. i mean if we compare the the corn that we had you know so yeah i think there's definitely room to grow and there's room for people to improve our technologies but i i i I agree with your point that you kind of made for you know on on my side of the argument is that we don't want to get over reliant on technology (laughs) did did you say you agree with my point about your point exactly no (laughs) your point on my side i got 
got you. I no, I, I, I know what. <laughs> yeah, I, I got what you said. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but that we don't get over reliant on technology. That we understand what we're doing and why we're doing it, and you know how to how to how it best serves the animal. And yeah. you know, I think the I don't know. I've been. I've been watching these discussions on Facebook with, you know, the desert lizard group and they're talking about different uh, aspects of, of lizards, you know, use of heat or UV or whatever. And there's disagreements on what they need and what's, what's required and that kind of thing. This is, this is, this is a Frank, the tank uh, discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Reese is talking about, uh, you know, his observations with wild yeah. lizards and he's, yeah. you know, post, he'll post videos, oh, yeah. he'll post lots of information. It's really interesting. You know, if you, if you're not a member of that group, it's, it's fun just to watch the discussions back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think people are kind of firmly in their camp. I don't know that they're yeah. changing each other's minds or anything, but there's some interesting observations. You can make your own you know, hey, decisions. It, or, it, it's Facebook. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Are, are, is but, anybody but, really there to change as, their mind? Yeah. As far as, <laughs> as far as Facebook goes, this is pretty, you know, yeah, high, it's pretty high good. level yeah, yeah. intellectual yep. stuff. So it's pretty interesting and, and thought provoking at least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so True it's, that. yeah, it's hard to find good stuff, you know, that scientific, scientifically, you don't go to Facebook for robust conversation and heady and heady sometimes, intellectual discussion. Sometimes I do, but yeah, huh. not, not often. All Mostly, right. I just got to look at pretty pictures of reptiles, but that's maybe Instagram. Anyway, um, I you know I, I think uh, I, you know low tech does have its challenges, but I think in in the long run, you know you're you're gonna have a better feel for what your animals are actually getting rather than letting the machine do the work kind of thing. You know, you're, Mm -hmm. you're understanding, okay, I I just bumped up the temperature. They're basking more, you know, they're, they're cycling and that corresponded with this movement instead of just letting your technology do it all for you. I think you have the chance to learn in a low tech environment where you might not have that as, as good in a high tech environment. I I mean, I I think I disagree with you a little bit. Uh, I understand what you're saying. What? Yes, that's this is <laughs> disagreement. Yes. Oh, I never. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I, I think you know your point is is made. But I mean, whether you're using a a, a very techy thing or a very untechy thing, you just cannot set it and forget it. Um, you know, I Some like, you can. There's there. Mm, we were we were touring the I, San Diego think- Zoo and we went into the Tuatara enclosure. And they have this uh, program that opens the windows like on sunny days. And so they get natural sunshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. It monitors the temperature in their natural environment and replicates this, you know, provides the same temperature, humidity, all these things. Everything's done like automatically. So it's like they're in the wild for the most part. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool. Like that's exciting. But but, when the thing fucks up, yeah, and yeah. the windows don't open, or the temperature doesn't sense. Oh, and, and there has that, to be a human being there to be like, oh, well, that's yeah. fucking not doing what it's supposed exactly, to do when yeah. it's supposed to do it, right? So, so like I said, whether you're using a very basic technology or whether you're using mm-hmm. a, a much more advanced technology, it's not a set it and forget it. It's yeah. not. You have to go in there and you know make sure. Hey, uh, so the probe says. You know that I, you know I've got my my thermostat set up for a ramp up and then a peak heat and a ramp down and I mean if you want to make sure that's working you have to have a secondary control uh, to go in there and temp gun yeah, that yeah, like okay it's supposed temps. to be here yeah. okay mm-hmm. it's still there okay so it is working the way it's supposed to but you know with a with 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 a lower technology you may not be able to get that 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 thermal curve uh that a ramp up and a ramp down can give you but that doesn't mean that that's always going to work right so so you, you light you, on light off yeah <laughs> ramp well, up ramp down <laughs> and and <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one um so you know if you're just you know you know, Mongo plug-in, Mongo plug-in, you know, socket, (laughs) socket heat up, you you know, you, you still got to be over-reliant. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, like I said, I think technology is there to in, in, enrich the, the things we do, but when you, 
when you stop engaging with technology, when you stop engaging with your animals and you just say, technology, take the wheel. Gosh, that's never ended badly, has it? Right. So, you know, you, you <laughs> can't, you can't, you, you know, you can't just uh, take your hands off the wheel, uh, no matter how good your technology is. Um, it, it you, you know, at the end of the day, there's there's a reason why uh, cars are not driving themselves solely because technology is not perfect because it takes a human behind the wheel. And, um, you know, at least technology is not there yet. Right. Um, nobody will ever uh, no technology will match the 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 critical thinking skills of a fighter pilot uh for now at least you know um, maybe ai will get so good that though but that's when we all die that's when it kills us <laughs> and we are like whoops technology was a mistake and then, and then I, you will know i won and the then argument. i lose and then i lose the <laughs> argument but until that day we're not there yet <laughs> until robots kill us all yeah (laughs) there's still a debate on whether or not technology is good or not yeah i saw the matrix man i know what's going on i (laughs) bro i i have i have a theory you can stay plugged into your your uh false uh ai world i have a theory about it but (laughs) i won't bore the listeners (laughs) so um yeah I, i mean obviously like i i enjoy watching my, you know, animals on a remote camera. And I think you can sit and watch them without disturbing them. They, mm-hmm. you know, especially like my Gurnia skinks, the, the spiny tailed skinks, they, they don't like to come out if I'm in the room. And so yeah. once I yeah. leave, they're free to come out. And so I can sit and watch them on a, on a camera, a wise camera. Or, but I, I just tried to log in. I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll check on them while we're recording. And it, and it's like, uh, it's not connecting properly yeah. and you're, you know, you got to enter your password. I get the password, you know, just different annoying things like, Oh, it's not connected to the, I got to go out there and reset the modem or something, whatever. So, you know, technology can be a headache sometimes too. I think it's the, it. it's the infrastructure that, that yeah. needs to be, you know, it's like there's, uh, and I know like PC computer games are this way is there's such a there's such an onus to get the, the computer game out there that sometimes they rush it. And, and there's and there's kind of issues with compatibility and, and, and things mm-hmm. like that because because it's so, you know, it's so rushed. And I think when you create a technology, oh, a, a wireless thermostat that you can check mm-hmm. from your phone and they do a great job with a thermostat, but they, the, the, the app. The, the app and the sucks, and the sucks. server yeah. that they uh-huh. pick just fucking sucks. That and you can't use it. It's that's pointless. It's stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like yeah. you you kind of have to it 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 has to it has to the technology has to make sense and and has to be done right. Um, mm-hmm. And certainly, you know, you can half ass anything, and it's it all it is is just half assed, right? It's not mm-hmm. it doesn't make anything better when it's half assed. For sure. Yep. Well, I don't know. Hopefully this has given everybody food for thought. You got any parting words or do we cover cover what we came to cover? <laughs> we're we're at nope. about an hour. So Yeah, I like my power windows, I like my heated seats, <laughs> I like my cruise control. Until they stop working. Then they're just then you're and like that- Dang it, and it doesn't work. And then and, you got to pay. And then I take it to the dealer. I take it to the dealer. <laughs> I let the technical professionals work on my car. Yep. They fix the fucking car. <laughs> I pay the fucking money and I move on with my convenience. That's, that's the other side is, yeah, convenience usually costs money. Sure. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. Gotta, convenience costs pay. money. Yeah. So. Uh, and, you know, sometimes uh, reptile people like to spend all their money on the animal and then they forget, oh, I need a cage, too. You know, what am I? Well, and, oh, I and, just, and those people just put in a Rubbermaid tub and, for now. And, and those people <laughs> yeah. are siding with you in this argument. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's OK. <laughs> you, you just, you just uh, scored on me there. Yeah. You just, boom. All right. Well, I, you know, I, I think the, the my my main message is no what the animals need, you know, regardless of how you provide it, understand your animals, understand their needs, understand the natural history, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and, you know, you can meet those needs in, in many ways, including very low tech. But um, the, the main thing is that we, if we're using technology, it's used 
because we understand what it's doing and how it's benefiting the animals. So, yep. Oh, back to that. I just want to hit on that. Uh, so the, the tuatar enclosure, right? They, they have all those settings. So they, they mimic the, the temperatures and everything in, in, uh, um, New Zealand. And, and before they did that, they thought, oh, they come from New Zealand. It's cold there. And so they were keeping them cold. They weren't giving them any basking opportunities and stuff like that. And so then they, then they came, they got this new technology. And this is actually kind of to your point, I guess, is they, they started mimicking what's going on in New Zealand and they realized it did get really hot some days and the sun was pretty bright and it was out, you know, and shining. And so they were shining light in and the two Ataras were like, finally you know basking and they came out and basked and they were loving it up you know just soaking up the sun and and loving it and they're like oh maybe they do like to bask you know so that that was an instance where technology actually helped the animals kind of get get back to their uh, what they what they required and so sometimes we have maybe false perceptions of what an animal needs and and we think that we're giving them all they need but you know you can still do your research and yeah hasn't helped the san diego zoo breed boland's pythons that's for sure (laughs) yeah sorry it hasn't hasn't helped too many people breed them right that's fair that's fair that's fair and and i've heard a lot of like low-tech guys actually succeed in breeding those hard to breed species sometimes like they just uh, i was hearing about one it was like ring pythons or something like that ring pythons or or white lips or something and the guy was just putting more substrate on top of the old substrate. So like pretty soon there was just this fat layer of, you know, just old nasty substrate with new substrate on top of it. And they were burrowing on and making tunnels and you know that kind of thing. And he would breed his stuff every year, just in a box with a light mm-hmm. and, and piles of substrate. You know? so, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes it works out. Dude, didn't, didn't the first Boland's clutch come from yeah. in a, in a garbage can or something? Yeah. Like he, so he and, didn't and have the, anywhere to put it or something. And that's what I'm again. saying is like, I, I mean yeah. like Tracy, when I'm breeding them, I ignore them. Like I don't, I leave yeah. them alone. I don't change their, their bedding substrate. I I'll change out their water every once in a while, you know, like I leave them alone. And so it's very low maintenance, very like hands off, very like, and, and I feel like, you know, um, there, there's, there's, the there's something, well, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I, you know, I think, I think, I think the tech, not, so I think you could go low tech to breed them, mm-hmm. but maybe go high tech to get data, you know, use data mm-hmm. loggers, sure. use, use yeah. technology in order to gather that data to say, Hey, this, 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 Maybe the, the the method I used was low tech, or use high tech stuff and in a basic way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't I don't know that there's a right or wrong here, um, but but certainly technical application in its correct form uh, can help you succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I th- I think so. I think that's fair enough to say. But... All right, well. That's yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, let's uh let's wrap this fucker up. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to thanks to Morelia Python's radio on that note for yeah. <laughs> for uh, hosting our podcast and uh, allowing us to rant and rave and yell at each other for an hour and then throw it up online for you guys uh, for our, uh one listener out there. So. Yeah. Yeah, we've gotten some good ideas. Keep them coming. We'll hopefully get some ideas on the show, get some new new folks on here. Uh, we've um, had some well, positive some comments. Those folks. are those are also very, very yeah. welcome. And yeah, thank you so much. I'm, we're glad that to hear that there's some people out there who like the show. It's uh, yeah. it's nice. We we do try. I, I know I'm a pitiful co-host, but, at, oh, no. you know, I, I wouldn't uh, be the same without you, man. Well, you know, yeah. internship has its privileges. <laughs> Schmidt internship. <laughs> yes, that's what I yeah. meant to say. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. All righty. Well, thanks for listening. We'll catch you again next week for another rep- episode of Reptile Fight Club. Dr. DDP and Chucknology are out. Fight Club. Fight Club.